The Book of Common Prayer came into being as an instrument of social and political control. There will be much else to say about its origins, but here we must begin. The prayer book was a key means by which the great lords, who ruled on behalf of the young King Edward VI, consolidated English rule of the English Church. In making one book, according to which the whole country would worship, Cranmer and his allies were quite consciously dismantling an immense and intricate edifice of devotional practice. They had both theological and political reasons for doing this, but the immediate effect was political and was widely seen as such. Only the barest outlines of this ever-branching network of conflicts can be traced here. The story effectively begins with Henry VIII, though Henry was not the first to insist on English rule of the English church. Throughout the 14th century, Parliament had passed laws limiting the scope of papal power in England, culminating in the great statute of Premunire, enacted as law at the very end of that century during the reign of Richard II. Such laws had been prompted by royal resentment of the Pope's power to appoint non-Englishmen to highly profitable ecclesiastical offices. But Henry VIII drew on these precedents to argue that the Pope had no right to determine whether Henry was legally married to Catherine of Aragon, whom he had wed in 1509. After a series of miscarriages and infant deaths, Prince Henry the longed-for heir to the throne, died in 1511 after just a few days of life. King Henry came to believe that his marriage to Catherine was unlawful and displeasing to God. Catherine had been married to Henry's older brother, Arthur, and, according to the notions of consanguinity, then followed she and Henry could not marry after Arthur's death. This prohibition had been lifted by Pope Julius II, but by 1527 Henry was openly arguing not only that Julius had been wrong to permit the marriage, in direct violation of Leviticus 20.21, as Henry interpreted the text, but also, and more important, that Julius had never possessed legitimate authority in the matter. The legal tradition embodied in the Premunire laws made it clear, Henry said, that no pope could make such determinations about the marriage of an English king. So he wanted his marriage annulled, and moreover demanded that the current pope, Clement VII, agree that Julius had exceeded his authority in proclaiming lawful Henry's marriage to Catherine. Of course, Henry also wished to marry Anne Boleyn. Assisted by his leading minister, Cardinal Wolsey, and later after Wolsey's fall from grace due to his failure to resolve the king's great matter by Thomas Cromwell, Henry sought to convince English churchmen that the king was the only protector and supreme head of the English church and clergy, and that the church itself could only hold such powers which did not disparage the regal authority and laws. The churchmen resisted, to varying degrees, as did Parliament when its prerogatives were involved. Though Henry's warning to them in 1532 had been blunt, I assure you, if you will not take some reasonable end now, 
When it is offered, I will search out the extremity of the law, and then will I not offer you so much again.